Episode 65, Prem, and he's not a reflection of you. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Welcome back, ladies. Okay, in the Jewish community, we are on the cusp of the holiday of Purim, and I know a lot of you don't know what that is, so I will fill you in to the extent that you need to know. But this concept, he's not a reflection of you, that I want to talk about this week is something that is absolutely applicable to every single relationship. However, I felt like it was a little urgent to get this message out (laughs) because it comes out pretty intensely for some of us as we get into this holiday. Okay, so just for some background information, there's this holiday called Purim. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I'll talk about what happens on Purim. How do we celebrate this holiday? So among many other things, like donating money to charity is one of the mitzvahs, hearing the story of Purim read aloud in synagogue is another one, dressing up and bringing gifts to friends. We always call it backwards Halloween. (laughs) So another thing that happens is men drink and often get drunk. And sometimes women drink too, but generally it's the men, and I'm not going to go into why. But we've set the scene. And this scenario can make some women really uncomfortable. It's maybe a little more common with women who've been married only a couple years, but the truth is that husbands behave differently from year to year also, and maybe have different, you know, ideas of how they're celebrating the holiday from year to year also. So Just because last year went well, we don't always know what's coming. (laughs) But here's the thing that I think is so fascinating because the way we talk about it is that it's like the fault of the holiday, right? Because of this holiday, I have to feel super uncomfortable and self-conscious and all these negative emotions. But the truth is, it's really not Parim's fault because my proof is that I have many similar situations coming in from non-Jewish listeners too. So what's the problem? The problem is my husband is acting in a way that is so embarrassing or is so gross to me or is so, it's just this feeling of like threat and we're going to get to why, but it's just, we just don't even know what to do with it and we kind of need it to stop like right now. (laughs) But what else do we hear? He doesn't know how to be around my family. He doesn't get my family. He doesn't get how to be around us and he's just messing it all up. He blew it at work. He doesn't understand all the rules and the norms and so he's not doing a good job. He's not taking off in his career. Or he's so embarrassing when he fights with my friends. Why does he have to be so opinionated? Why can't he just go with the flow like everyone else? We're just trying to relax and have a good time. There's two main pieces to this that I want to talk about with basically any time that we start to feel the way our husband is behaving, number one, needs to stop. (laughs) And number two is somehow this like very embarrassing or, or insert negative emotion here reflection upon us. We don't want other people to see us the way that we are seeing him, essentially. The first piece is identification, right? Like if you feel like your husband's being really lazy or being really embarrassing, I always try to imagine like, well, what if he was the guy checking out your groceries at Target? Actually dive into that a little bit, okay? Because it sounds like it doesn't make any sense to even bother going there because of course he's not that guy. He's your husband. But here's my question. So what that he's your husband? Really answer the question. 
So he's acting in a way that you don't like and you're married. So what? Who cares that it's your husband? Like, why does this bother you more than someone that you have no connection to? Really try and get clear on that answer. Because I think that for a lot of us, like when we get clear on that, we actually are able to kind of let it go a little bit. Why is it because he's my husband? Usually the answer is because then people are going to see me as associated with him. They're going to judge me the way that they're judging him. And the funny thing about that is that there's, they're usually not even judging him. You're judging him, right? Hopefully everyone else is having as many moments of like self-awareness as I am here, right? They're, they're all they, all the they people that we're like so worried about usually like aren't even there. Or if they're there, there's like a few of them, or we don't actually really care about that opinion, right? But we've got lots of judgments. And then we imagine other people judging us the way that we're judging him, because since we're married, clearly they're judging us too. And now we feel like extremely threatened, okay? And this is a primal instinct. Like this is the way that I've learned it is that the way that we are wired is that, especially as women, we feel that being connected to a tribe, being a part of a community is actually part of our survival mechanisms. And this makes so much sense to me because anytime that I'm working with a client or I'm personally experiencing that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm, let's say I do something really embarrassing and I and I realize that I'm embarrassed. It's like the, the feeling feels dangerous. Like I, my heart is racing, right? Like I have to fix it. I have to do something about it. What am I going to do? It's like fight, flight, or freeze is happening right here, right? But all that happened was embarrassment. And so it makes sense to me that this is like a very primal instinct of I need everyone to like me. I need everyone to respect me. I need us all to get along and everyone, you know, we got to stay as part of the tribe so that we can be safe because if I get kicked out of the tribe, I'm probably going to die, right? I find it really helpful to think of it that way because whenever you get that lower brain primal fight, flight, or freeze reaction, you can calm it just by breathing, And so knowing that I'm in that place of like hyper arousal of like the adrenaline and all that stuff is going on, it can clue me in that it's time to just deal with this on a physical, physiological level first before I even go into the thoughts, okay? Like if your heart is racing and you feel like you're about to die, but you know you're actually not about to die, so before you even go into the thought work, you can just stop and breathe for a second. And then I also think that since it's so ridiculous today to imagine that I'm going to get kicked out of the tribe because let's say I pronounced a word wrong or something, you know, or I got a a negative review or a comment from somebody, like I immediately like, right, like uh, I'm going to die. And then when I realize like, oh my gosh, this is such a ridiculous reaction to this. So then I can kind of laugh at myself a little bit. And that also helps me calm down before I even have to go into the thought work. Sometimes I don't even need to go there because it just was that first physiological reaction that maybe we're in danger. Wait, no, we're not. Okay, we can move on. What's going on with the husband? The husband does something. We feel like it's embarrassing. We identify with him. We assume everybody else identifies us with him, right? Again, that's why you need to go into that question. Why does it really bother you that it's your husband? And then we feel like we need it to stop immediately because this is really dangerous. So it's not dangerous. We don't actually know what anybody's thinking. The fact that he's your husband doesn't necessarily even matter, right? Like what if people can just think whatever they want about your husband? Can that be okay? Can you be awesome and giving and sweet and your husband can be kind of like the Grinch? Like could that be okay? Because anyone who's paying attention is going to know that you're awesome and sweet and that maybe your husband's kind of cranky sometimes. They're not going to actually think you're cranky. So that's, again, you got to go into that question. Like, what are you worried they're going to think? What are you worried is going to happen about you? Like, how does this come back to you? 
Okay, so that's the first piece of it is that that identification with him, that primal instinct, we have to stay part of the tribe, people are going to think it. But the second piece is the part where we're really busy judging him. This is so funny because I think I actually have realized recently with a lot of the coaching work that I'm doing that I spend a lot of time in judgment, but because I identify myself as a pretty non-judgmental person, because that's the way that I generally act, like I'm not going around telling people they should be different. I'm not going around, like we understand what overt judgmentalism is from a cartoon perspective, right? Like who is that person? She's like frowning and she's going around telling everyone that they're doing everything wrong and they should be doing it differently. So, okay, I'm not that. So I must not be judgmental. But when I step back and think about it and I think about all the times that someone's acting in a way that is bothering me, let's say it's getting me angry or it's making me embarrassed or it's making me uncomfortable. Or I just think it's, I'm offended, let's say. So really, any time that I'm getting into that place, there has to be some element of judgment of the other person. There's some element of, I know how they should be acting, or I am the authority on this. The way that they're acting isn't any good, (laughs) and they need to stop so that I can feel better, right? Why am I upset? Because they're acting wrong. They're doing it wrong. They shouldn't be doing it that way. And the thing is that I think that when we identify that we're in judgment mode and you start to get familiar, because that's like the next step is when you see that you have a certain emotion that's coming up a lot, you want to start to recognize it and see all the times it's coming up so that you can identify it more quickly. And so now I'm like a little bit more familiar with what judgment feels like with me. And when I'm in judgment, I pick up a lot faster on that. When you call something like it is, then you're really working with it in a very honest way. When I'm like, oh, I'm being really judgmental right now. So I might be like, well, yeah, and I should be because I'm right about that. And I might just decide to stay there. Or I might be like, no, I don't want to be judgmental. Like, you know what? Live and let live. Let them do what they're doing. This is none of my business, which 99.9% of the time, it's none of my business, right? But I wasn't able to do that second step of like stepping away, live and let live, let them be. This doesn't bother me. This doesn't need to be an issue for me until I started with that place of realizing that I was in judgment mode. So step two for you is to start to just get curious. And this isn't from a place of beating ourselves up. This is just like, this might be the next best place for personal development, for growth, for working on your relationships, right? Inside your marriage and outside is how many times a day do I notice a judgmental thought? What do I feel like when I'm feeling judgmental? What do I do with my body? Do I have a little bit of a scowl or a frown or do I hunch my shoulders or not? Where does judgment come in? When I get into judgment, do I start ruminating on the judgment and stay there? Or does it kind of just come in and out and I just let it go and I don't even detach or anything? I don't have any, I don't make an opinion on the judgment. I just sort of accept it, jump on and go with it. What is judgment for me? How do I do judgment? Because again, once you're in a place where you can identify like, well, I'm being pretty judgmental, it's very easy to just be like, well, I don't want to be that and I can move on. And so I feel like both of these tools are really just about getting real about what's going on in your head, being really honest with yourself, right? Like, are you having this very base physiological instinct that everyone needs to like you and you think that everyone else around, like, and you're trying to change your husband because that'll make you feel better? Okay, take it back. Wait a second. All that's happening right now is I'm having this crazy reaction. Nothing's gone wrong here. I might not like what he's doing, but we're not in danger. Right? We're not getting kicked out. And the other one of like, wait, I think that this is really frustrating. It's really annoying when he's doing this. Like he needs to stop. And then I step back and I'm like, wait, I'm being really judgmental because I think that I'm the authority on how we should be acting. 
Maybe I want to question that. Maybe I want to examine that. Maybe I don't want to be so judgmental. So taking these two pieces and what's the major point is just realizing he's not actually a reflection of you. You get to be you. You get to represent you in the world. And the fact that you two are married is a part of you. It's something about you. It's an interesting thing. But that doesn't take away from your identity as a human being, whatever he's doing, right? So whether it is celebrating the holiday or it's being a slob in his office or it's fighting with the teachers at parent-teacher conferences, whatever it is he's doing, just remember you are your own unique person. This is one more thing about you is you're married to this guy. We want to stay out of judgment. We want to stay in curiosity. Why is he acting like that? Why is he doing that? It's such a better place to be. And then just noticing if we have that like real primal instinct, it's okay. We're going to survive. It's all going to be good. Okay, my friends, have an amazing week. I will see you back here next week for the next episode of First Year Married. Please go. I love that you guys have been sharing this with your friends. It's amazing. We've got a whole movement here of people who are using this language to talk to each other, to support each other, to support each other's marriages. It is unbelievable. So please continue to share. If you know someone who's getting married or got married this year, just share the podcast or you can share my Instagram handle at First Year Married. Get them in there. You guys can continue to support each other using all this material. And I love hearing from you. Thank you always for all your reaching out and your messages and everything that mean the world to me. I'll see you back here next week. Take care. Bye-bye.